Hello and welcome to episode 141 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host Bob Phelan. And I'm your co-host Joel Phelan. And this week we're going to take a look at two new releases that came out on Redbox. The first is Furious 7, the seventh entry in the Fast and Furious franchise. Say that seven times furiously fast. <laughs> And next, we'll take a look at Tomorrowland, starring George Clooney, uh, directed by Brad Bird. The big block <laughs> blockbuster, <laughs> I wish. Uh, summer box office flop from the summer, but still interested to take a look. And our top five for the week is Kurt Russell to coincide with Furious 7. What's up? Not much. How's your week? We're actually on time this week. Yeah. Staying on schedule. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the first week I've felt mostly like a human being. It's always good. And not, like, I don't know, <laughs> something sick. that's sick a lot. Yeah, word. Um, <coughs> this past weekend, I went to a wedding, but a buddy of mine and my cousin got married, Steve Boyle and oh, yeah. Daniel. Um, that was a lot of fun. So, and again, just like when we talked about Anna's wedding, highly doubt they would ever listen to this, but... Congratulations, I enjoyed it. <laughs> the wedding. Well, I had to work, so I was there for the reception. That was a lot of fun. Uh, it was cool getting to see, hang out with Duker and Brian and Steve all in the same place for the like, first time in years. Yeah. Pretty neat. Class. Yeah. Did you give Steve like a uh, greatest hits of the Red Box Report disc? That's, that's all you got. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was going to... I owe him $25 for fantasy football, and I was going to give him the check then, but Sam was like, I don't think that's the right time and place, so I held <laughs> off. <laughs> but uh, that could have been his only chance to get that money. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. So yeah. let's get to movies. All right. Two, two pretty big uh, films. Well, at least big as far as... Expectations. Yeah. Really, yeah, one of them actually was successful. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the successful one first. Uh, Furious 7, like I said, the seventh in the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, this one has Dominic Toretto. What's the <laughs> Paul Walker's character? Brian. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dom and Brian are back for one last. <laughs> Heist for the seventh time. Yeah. Isn't that what every movie since like <laughs> yeah. three said? Just when you thought ride. you got out, they going to pull you right back in. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's like the guy that they killed or put in a coma from the last movie, his brother, played by Jason Statham, is out for revenge. Meanwhile, at the same time, you got Letty, who's still recovering from amnesia. And <laughs> The love story with her and Dominic Toretto. See, I don't think I've seen any since like number three. Oh, really? So I was a little bit lost going into this, but I don't think it made much sense. No, I don't know if that really mattered either way, but yeah, and what else? Uh, Brian's married with a kid, but hey, Dom needs help. I'm leaving my family. You better believe it. And my wife is completely supportive of that. <laughs> this is pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, so it's basically just an excuse to have a whole bunch of action and gratuitous everything yeah so uh expectations i can't imagine yours were too high yeah i mean i don't really like the series that much but i mean fairly so you high see expectations the first three? yeah i mean i don't know give or take just right. like, yeah, maybe it's like i don't know which one's which but i don't know i guess i i expect it 
an above average movie, maybe with not like the most serious plot, but good action and whatnot. So yeah, I mean these movies have turned into serious blockbusters worldwide, yeah. like making a lot of money. <laughs> Uh, I don't think that the series will ever end. This is like the new James Bond. He's Fast and Furious. Jeez. Uh, as far as my expectations, I've only seen the fifth and sixth movies. Okay. Somehow. I don't know <laughs> how I avoided at least the first one. Like you would have thought I would have kind of stumbled across that at some point. But yeah. was never interested because I'm not a car guy. I could care less about that. Cars yeah. at all, really. Uh and it just seems stupid. I never liked Paul Walker and anything. Uh, I watched the fifth one before the podcast started. It just was on HBO or something. I watched it. Thought it was pretty bad. Pretty <laughs> dumb. Didn't like it that much at all. Uh, we reviewed the sixth movie with uh, Jonathan from uh, Screen Verdict. Was our guest on that show. We, we reviewed uh, Fast and Furious 6 and Despicable Me 2. I liked that one a little bit better, actually. I thought it was a little more fun and knowing what it was and just going with it and uh, some ridiculous action that was, like, cartoonishly fun. Yeah. I don't know. Hard to explain, but... So, yeah, I liked Six better, but still thought it was just mediocre. So, going into this, I expected hopefully more along the lines of Six than Five. I think it actually was split right in the middle. Really? Yeah. I, uh... I didn't love it. I'll yeah. just say that. <laughs> How about you? Um, no, I didn't really like this movie at all. Yeah. To acting, people weren't even trying. The acting in none of them. <laughs> or at least the ones I've seen, the acting's always been a very big flaw. Yeah, but, I, mean, I mean... In the earlier ones, I guess it's, it's not great acting, but it was sufficient, I felt. Like, I enjoyed... I can't remember... Which ones are exactly which? I just met the ones in Tokyo that stands out. Um, but whatever. I, I liked at least two out of three of those movies. Right. Like at least like guilty pleasure. I could watch this on a rainy day or something like that. You um, want to take a shot at the Rotten Tomato score on this bad boy? God, it's probably pretty high. Eighty-one percent. Wow, it's absurd. <laughs> uh. People love this movie and these movies in general. I don't... I don't understand how this... Look, I like it along a little bit less than I liked Hotel Transylvania, the original. <laughs> but that movie has like a 40-some percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and this has an 81. I'd yeah. say they're pretty similar on par with each other, for the yeah. most part, quality-wise. But I, people forgive these movies so much. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, I can understand that you're in the Furious franchise... Like, I and it, hate you for that or nothing like that, but it's not a well-made movie. No, like, it's really, or at not. least it's not the script. On a script level, it's eight. garbage. Yeah, this guy uh, Christopher Morgan, I believe is his name, has written all these movies. He's made so much money for just putting out absolute drivel. Like yeah. he just drools on a page and like, oh, here it is. Here's a script. All right, and so like this movie, it's an action movie, so you. Yeah. You're a little more forgiving on that, but even the action's stupid. Yeah. The cars coming out of the plane. <laughs> See? Just driving two cars <laughs> heading into each other and they just get out and stand there and See, that's the shit I liked. Because that's when it's like, yeah, we're ridiculous. Watch this. I had such a hard time with this movie. I'm going 
every other scene I'm going oh this is the most fucking stupid shit I've ever seen in my life this is so dumb and then the next scene which is even dumber I'm like oh my god this is amazing that was incredible this is so awesome I kept going back and forth because I had such a battle in my own head of like I guess it's I guess it's just a matter of when I felt like it was not taking itself too seriously and just like leaning into it you know the perception of it and just saying yep we're doing this like that's what I liked but then when they try to be a little more serious or talk about family and (laughs) and like the drama parts it's like you're taking yourself way too seriously in those parts so it was kind of like so different that's what I didn't like about like like you said if that was what they were going for like this but they take themselves way too like the movie takes itself very seriously. It's almost like they kind of like... It, yeah, it's like... Flipped. The like action the scenes don't... just happen to be yeah. in the movie. The action scenes are awesome. There's just not enough to make up for this over two hour long movie where it, the other parts are taking itself too seriously. Yeah. It's uh, like the dichotomy there. I like the action scenes in a lot of the other movies a lot more than I like this. This yeah. was like kind of Mission Impossible-y... You should check but out number six. The only way I felt like this could work is if it had like a crank kind of... Yeah. Well, Jason Statham. Yeah. But I don't know. I just... I thought it was really a, a cash grab movie if I've ever oh, seen one. Oh, of course. But yeah, you should check out six if it's on like HBO or something because the action scenes are ridiculous in that. Like there's a scene where they're driving a tank down the road and then a car... Flies over a bridge. I don't know where they both fly. Like Vin Diesel and uh, and Letty, they both are flying through the air across the two bridges separate from each other. He grabs her midair and lands on his back. <laughs> and like the last sequence is down a runway that must be like thirty miles long because it just never ends. Uh, but pretty cool stuff at the same time. But yeah, I this, forget. <laughs> This is the second movie I've seen where a car is taken in a helicopter. Well, uh, Live Free or Die Hard? Right? Or, yeah. No, one of the Die Hard movies. And I remember one of the reviews I saw were like, <laughs> this is supposed to be over the top action, but he was like, I promise you this, any movie that a helicopter gets taken out by a car isn't going to get anything higher than a six in my book or something <laughs> like that. See, I, I did like some of the action. Like, when they're going... <laughs> when they're just flooring it and going from building to building like yeah that was so crazy like obviously ridiculous absurd in the best way possible in the building these cars wouldn't drive <laughs> how are they hitting the perfect spot where it's just glass and not like a cylinder <laughs> yeah uh, and like you said when Jason Statham and uh, Vin Diesel they just like slam into each other as Full speed. And they do it twice. And he's kind of like something that may weighs his front end down. Yeah. And Vin Diesel just gets out, cracks his neck, and is like, all right, let's do this. Like, yeah. like that was amazing. And he brought a sledgehammer. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. It's... I love... Uh, what was it towards the end when they do it again? And he's like, I know you're not going to... I know you're going to want to do a fist fight or, well, we're street fighting. He's like, you're damn right I am. Or <laughs> yeah. something like that. It reminded me kind of the, uh, the Liam Neeson movie. Cheesiness. Yeah. <laughs> like, but for some reason, a lot of those movements worked for me. 
But then a lot of them didn't, so it's kind of... It was tough for me to decide. <laughs> did you notice Vin Diesel looked fat as shit? Yeah, he definitely <laughs> did. Oh, what's going on with my phone? Determining current location. <laughs> nice. Alright. Well, yeah, like in the past he looked like a... Like a muscle head, like he's yeah, he beefed looks, up. But in this, he literally just looks fat. I feel like uh, a <laughs> lot of the actors, actually, in this movie kind of look that way. Not The Rock. No, not The Rock. <laughs> he, the Rock is He was form. pretty beefy. Uh, but he's Jason barely in the Sam, movie. Statham or whatever. Um, he yeah, looked he a look, little bit. He's past his Even prime. Paul Walker kind of looked whoa, whoa, a little whoa, 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 whoa. disheveled. You can't say anything bad about the guy. He's dead. <laughs> But yeah. Well, all I'm saying is that could he's have been his brother get... though, because they used his like brother that looks a lot like him in certain scenes. I don't know which ones, but yeah, that might have been the case. Yeah, I mean that's horrible, but he's not yeah. going to get yeah, yeah. any younger. Oscar, oh. like uh, what's his face? More like older. The Joker. <laughs> yeah. This isn't a Joker performance, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, I look whatever. What happened to Paul Walker is obviously terrible. But he was never a good actor, in my opinion. No, he and wasn't. He doesn't was mean that he didn't deserve to live. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. This was his... He wasn't adding much to the movie in the first right. place. But this is his baby. Like, he's been in all these movies. Yeah. Except for the third one. And I mean, hey, it made him successful and rich, so can't really argue can't, that Yeah, I really can't hate on that. Um, Speaking of The Rock, he's barely in the movie. I thought he was the best part. He's one of the best parts because he's a guy that can definitely roll with like that tone that you're wanting yeah. from this. And he does it. He's in the beginning and the end a little bit. And that's it. And he's in more of five and six. So that was kind of a disappointment. Yeah. Um, you got Jason Statham. I mean, his character, in the beginning of the movie, you think, oh, this is he's going to be a cool villain. Like he's Yeah. Gonna, he gets so... His whole role in this movie is so weird. He's like on a mission for revenge, but and what they're like trying to. It's weird how they're like trying to avoid him or whatever. Yeah, and he'll just randomly show up. He knows where they are at all times. He just shows <laughs> up randomly, sporadically yeah. throughout the movie. It's not even like this big deal in the movie. It didn't seem like to me. No, not really. And it doesn't really make any sense because, like in the beginning, it's not a spoiler. He just takes out like a whole FBI office or yeah. whatever it is <laughs> like seriously like, no dark problem. and he's got a problem with these six racer guys or... yeah who know all, all of them know Kung Fu and stuff yeah <laughs> and can or like well, I there's... guess jumping out of an airplane with cars makes sense now. yeah that was kind of crazy <laughs> and ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> so stupid yeah so stupid I mean it was cool like yeah, visually exactly. cool but cool but stupid yeah. it was like retarded <laughs> yeah exactly Oh man, I'm just. <laughs> um, I all I want to say though is like this is a car movie essentially, and I don't. They didn't really do justice to that. I think. I think well, they've gotten away from that since five. At uh, least from right. what I hear, they make it more about the heist and reg, like generic action than and basically. I, sorry, go ahead. Oh uh, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. They've turned them into superheroes. They, uh, okay. These are superhero movies essentially. So it's like a comic book kind of. Yeah, I feel that, but still. It's like slowly evolved into that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know how slowly, but it has <laughs> evolved into that. And that's kind of, I mean, it's cool. And, and it's also cool that, I mean, you have a wide variety of ethnicities and 
And, you know, it's a very diverse uh, cast. One yeah, of the I like rare, the cast. Rare blockbusters that actually is legitimately diverse. Yeah. I, I definitely like the cast, even if they aren't great actors. I yeah. thought they all fit. That, like, I hate the whole family thing. Yeah. But they really do have great chemistry together. And, like, the camaraderie between them is one of the best parts in the movie. Just, yeah. You actually feel like these are legit characters that have legit relationships yeah, with some, each other. Like the whatever. Like the some of the relationships are absurd, but yeah. <laughs> they do have them. But uh, I was going to say that most people that are like actually in the cars don't like these movies. Like right. people that like cars, like they have a Ferrari poster on their wall and they know what intake is or something, <laughs> which I don't know anything about cars, so I can't really say, but all the people, well, that, gearheads that <laughs> I know say it's not even good car porn. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, how about Ronda Rousey's uh, cameo? It was kind of cool. Actually, it was, I mean, she's not a good actress. No. And, but obviously, it makes sense. She's pretty good at action, uh, like stunt work and, yeah. and choreography. Makes a lot of sense. She's a UFC fighter, actually, probably the best in the world. Yeah. Uh, I actually enjoyed her, that scene quite a bit. Except the end was a little dumb. Yeah. The way that scene ended with her being like. Yeah, it was a kind of cool scene, though, I feel like. Yeah. I kind of wish they did more of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, that was actually cool camera work and everything with the hand-to-hand combat. Didn't make any sense, but... Yeah. <laughs> this movie was too worried about telling you how important like it kind of was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, absolutely. And we've touched on it, the Dom and Letty storyline. That stuff needed to be cut 100%. Yeah. That didn't need to be there. Not at all. Like... <laughs> there was too much baggage coming along with this story. Like, they... I felt like they put things in because they thought they had to touch on things. Here's what you might have missed. (laughs) She died in the fifth one. Or the fourth or fifth one. One of those. She died. And then she came... I think it's fourth she died, which I didn't see. But (laughs) she came back in the sixth with amnesia. Oh. So, And then this is her fully coming out, snapping out of it, basically. So that's what happens when you die. (laughs) <laughs> fake death oh, it actually okay. had something to do with Jason Statham or something <laughs> I don't know gotcha but yeah that was just terrible really dragged out I felt like they did enough of that with in the last movie that you didn't need a whole other movie of this like we used to be we used to be uh, <laughs> in love and then just the whole review all that stuff just added nothing for me it did nothing at all yeah I didn't like um, yeah. What about the little Paul Walker tribute at the end? Oh. With the song, and it's like they're driving. Oh, yeah. Actually, I heard about it before I saw this, and I'm like, this is going to be corny as shit. Like, I don't know how that's going to go. Actually, it was kind of effective. More effective than I expected it to be. Yeah, I didn't actually see the whole thing. It, I don't know. I guess I just, like, walked upstairs because it was the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it was cool from what I saw. Like, I, I think I've seen clips of it prior to actually watching the movie as well. Right. You know? Yeah. Like a teaser or whatever it is. You know what I mean? They can't usually put the whole of these new movies. A lot of people can't get the whole clip up or it'll get taken down. So they put chunks and... Yeah. Like, I didn't expect it to... 
do anything for me, like emotionally or whatever. Yeah. Like, there was like a tinge of like, damn, this dude is dead. Like that sucks. Yeah, it really so, does like it hit suck. you. Like it, it it hit me as like not just the character, like the actual human being. You know, it's yeah. like damn. So they did a pretty good job of like really. I thought it was a nice tribute, you know. Yeah. It really is sad. It is. But, so is this movie. Yes. <laughs> Everything's gratuitous. There's shots of women, like, half-naked women, like, <laughs> close-ups just on their asses. And, That's what I ever-blurred like, it cheesy. <laughs> every, action's gratuitous. The, but... Like, that's the thing. Like, this movie, so diverse, so you're thinking, man, it's progressive. And then, boom, all this, like, <laughs> raps, rap music video flashing on uh, gratuitous women shots. It's like, well, maybe it's not super progressive, but um, but it is what it is. I think it's absurd in all the best and worst ways, but it's way too long. It's so long. Oh, my God, it's painful. Like Once it, I got, like, an hour, a little over an hour... And I was like, okay, I'm kind of done with yeah. this movie. There's a certain point where I'm like, this would be a good spot to end. That would be, be pretty cool. Yeah. It's another hour. <laughs> like, it's so dragged out. If these movies were 90 minutes each, because they're all over two hours. Like, this one's over, it's like 220 or something. <sighs> if they were just like tight, cut all the bullshit, like where it's trying to take They'd it be seriously. They'd halfway like, enjoyable Just least. like cram full of crazy action. 90 minutes long. I would enjoy these movies a lot more. Yeah. These movies should all... At least be like seven, seven and a half, like legitly, mm-hmm. like solid. Yeah, it should be a guarantee. You know, just a fun time. Like I'm gonna go, not think about anything for two hours at, yeah. the, at the theater. But so they, yeah. they personally don't do it for me though. Yeah, me. It's never been my favorite. Probably never will. But unfortunately, I'll probably have to review every single one as long <laughs> as I'm doing this podcast. Yep. Which I mean, they're not terrible to watch. It's yeah. I wasn't dreading watching this movie whatsoever. You know you're gonna get some fun stuff. When I got into it, I was starting to dread it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would you give it? Four and a half. Well, five and a half. All right. I mean, for a while there, like I think I gave the sixth one a six and a half, and I probably gave the fifth one a four and a half or a five. So this was pretty much in the middle there. For a while there, I was like. Yeah, this is right along the same lines as six, but then it, it the last half an hour, forty five minutes, really drug. Dragged. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. yeah, that's what I'd say. I can't really recommend this oh, movie. Before we get into the top, oh yeah, I mean, if you're into the franchise, you're gonna watch it anyway. Yeah, exactly. If you're not, this, this is, is not, not the one to break into. <laughs> yeah, we forgot to talk about Kurt Russell, who we're doing the whole top five <laughs> yeah. based around. Uh, I thought he was actually kind of cool. I liked his character. I liked his character. Yeah. He was one of these guys that was like hamming it up. You know, he he knew what he was in. Wasn't taking himself too seriously, but he wasn't phoning it in either. Yeah. It's pretty cool. He's a cool guy. He is. Good, (laughs) great side character. Yeah. And like I was telling you before we started, I thought I'd seen way more Kurt Russell movies than I actually have. I think I've only seen like 10 or 11. Yeah, I feel like he's in all these things, and then I'm like looking at it like... But I was telling you, like, I think it's just because some of the movies he, that I have seen that he's in, like, he's so iconic that it, he looms larger, yeah. he sticks in your mind, like, we'll get to the movies that I'm talking about, but, yeah, he's like, when he's good, he's good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What are your thoughts on him in general? I like him. Uh... Like I said, I didn't see as much as I thought I did. 
But I don't know. There's something about him. He's not one of those guys that necessarily plays himself, but he plays a certain kind of character really well. Yeah. Yeah. And now that he's older, he's kind of got like a new yep. kind new of vibe. twist on that, you know? Yeah, it never seems like he's trying too hard. Like, he's just so yeah, natural. <laughs> it almost seems like it's him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, hey, maybe it is. He's got a, a bravado, but it's not over, I don't know, masculine. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, cheesy. It's like being an awesome uncle or something. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> What's your number five? Um, Escape from L.A. Uh, mine's Escape from New York. Nice. <laughs> so, what uh, what made uh, Escape from L.A.? Have you seen both? Uh, yeah, I mean... It's been a long time since. Which I've one do you like better, one. LA? Uh, New York. Okay. I think so it's I the first one I saw. Up. So it was just. Yeah, 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 yeah. I go ahead with the LA. But I don't know. Um, Snake I, Plissken, right? Snake Plissken, kind of like uh, I think they based the guy from Metal Gear off of him. Yeah. So, I always heard that. Yeah, you. <laughs> I think you really did, but um. I don't know. I'm a little foggy on the whole... I always get this movie plotline mixed up with um, Waterworld a little bit. <laughs> Just in the post-apocalyptic time. But, uh... I can remember the trailer for Escape from L.A. way more than the actual movie. Which I did see. Yeah. Like, for no, some I, reason, the poster... It must have been coming out when I was seeing first starting to see movies in theaters or something. Because it really has a spot in my mind. Right? I remember him being surrounded by this gang and there's fire all over. There's like the can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, what I remember of this movie is I really, I enjoyed it, but I remember thinking, and I was a little younger even, thinking it was sort of like a tit for tat or Escape from New York. Not tit for tat, but I mean, it was it's just like sort a, of like they tried to recreate it yeah, in another city. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And still fun, but kind of, you've seen it already. Yeah, it's the action movie type thing. Yeah. Know. Well, yeah, Escape from New York is my number five because Snake Plissken is just an awesome character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the eye patch is iconic. Yeah, awesome. Uh, great action, from what I remember. It's been a while, but I, I yeah, do I don't know really liking it. Up. Yeah. I just pretty original, as far as I can remember. Yeah. The whole concept. So... Yeah, fun movie. Definitely. I think it's John Carpenter that directed it. Really? I think so. Could be wrong, but I think he did direct them. Nice. Um, my number four, Cat and Ryan. All right. It's my number three. Nice. Iconic, again, there's that word from our childhood. <laughs> Am I wrong? No. <laughs> yes, it's I'm not classic. wrong. It is. It's I don't know how many people have well, seen yeah, yeah. Captain Ron. But to us, it was like Captain Ron, Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> like, it was almost to that level. Yeah, it, it really is funny. And it's one of those movies that kind of gets funnier the, if you don't kind of get all the jokes the first way through. And Yeah, definitely like our uncles and dads are quoting it left and right. <laughs> probably over the summer, probably watch it ten times a summer. Yeah. You know? No doubt. <laughs> uh, give me another beer, Schwab. Or <laughs> You want a beer, get your own beer. But again, yeah. <laughs> Kurt Russell, he's just so awesome. Yeah. Like, he can do comedy, he can do action. He really gets into that character and becomes Captain Ron. Yeah, absolutely. Again, eye patch, right? 
Yeah, that's <laughs> so, I. Yeah. Uh, I always thought Martin if I ever Short. met him in real life, that would be what I'd say. You're amazing, Captain Rod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He probably doesn't get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but Martin Short is the dad, right? Yeah. You know, for some reason, like, whenever I see, like, if Martin Short's going to be on a late show for an interview, I'm like, Ugh, Martin Short, he's so overrated, he's not funny. But anytime I've ever seen him or anything, he's, he's pretty, actually really he's good. He's actually really good. Yeah. And really funny. So I don't know why I have this perception with until I see, actually see him do something that he's not funny or that he's, like, obnoxious. But he's really not. I think I know. When we were younger, he used to have, like, a sketch comedy thing. And he was on Saturday Night Live. obnoxious. Oh, maybe, yeah. Like, just the way his characters were, like, kind of like how Robin Williams can kind of yeah. be exhausting. Oh, yeah. Eddie I Murphy. Can, I can't stand Robin Williams' comedy. Yeah. I like him in his more serious roles, but... Yeah, I mean, like, some of his stand-up from when he was younger was kind of funny, but it was just... It became so exhausting. I mean, he's a joke thief, too. Whatever you call it. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, okay, don't let him run. Yeah, it's yeah. just, oh, God. Three minutes and I'm over it. But yeah, Martin Short, he was awesome in Inherent Vice and his small role in that. Yeah. And that was awesome. Yeah. Captain Ron's amazing. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Absolutely. Might not hold up. <laughs> <laughs> My number four is Forrest Gump. Nice. Forrest Gump. <laughs> Uh, not much you can really say about it. Yeah, it's Forrest Gump. It's Forrest I do Gump. think it's a little overrated. How long is he in this movie? Because I couldn't not think long. about when not he was long. in it. I don't. I think he has a pretty small part, but I think Forrest Gump is a little overrated. Like if you ask our Uncle Charlie, he'll say it's one of the best movies of all time, and I think a lot of people would say that. I would not. Yeah, I don't um, think it's 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 a, really good, a great like, above average movie, but it's not quite. It's a great fan fiction about a, a guy who's accidentally been involved with all the most important things in the world. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. That's what I like more about the that whole movie. It's just how they fit those things in. Yeah. Not necessarily that they had to make sense or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. Yep, you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> What's your number three? Escape from New York. There it is. Sorry for spoiling that a little bit. <laughs> How about your number two instead? My number two is Backdraft. Backdraft. Never heard no, I've never heard I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. It's a... I don't know. It might be a bit dated by now, but... Action movie? Action movie. It's actually a little bit of a thriller. It's kind of got vibes of, like, uh, some of the political thrillers. Like an underlying. Yeah. Um... I won't say too much about it because it would spoil the story, but it's actually got a pretty nice story. It's kind of about an investigation and about firefighting. It's, I don't know, but it's shot incredibly. It's cool. Actually, I good probably action. should check, try to check out some more Kurt Russell stuff because, like I said, I haven't seen enough. I like him in pretty much everything I've seen him in. So. Yeah. My number two, Tombstone. Nice. My number one. Sweet. Like, uh, speaking of iconic, like this is another one. Like he's awesome. For me, this is the western. One of my favorites, uh, yeah. for sure. Especially modern. Yeah. Nineties, I think. Got Val Kilmer, the Kilmer as a uh, Doc Holliday, right? Yeah. He's all sick or something. I think it might have come out the same year as Goodfellas because I think it's one of those years that was like one of the best. Tombstone and Goodfellas in the same year? I think. That's pretty good. It's like 91 or something. Yeah. It's like, 
it's one of those westerns that you like when you're younger, and you can still appreciate when you're older too. Yeah. Like, because westerns to me when I was young, boring as yeah, could be. Yeah. Couldn't you know? get me to watch one. But this one was actually entertaining. It had good action and like fun performances. There was actually some life to it. You know? Yeah. And I like absolutely. westerns now. Looking back, like if I watch one now, I typically like them because they make you think. Like. Yeah. And they have their own like methodical pace that actually works usually for the most part if they're good and but this is more like a blockbuster western like a 310 to Yuma the remake yeah probably put in the same kind of category uh but really well done haven't seen it in a little while but I I I watched it like five or six years ago and I thought it held up for the most part yeah I think it does I think the sets look a little dated at this point yeah just cause of how like if you've ever watched Deadwood at all haven't, but I know I should, because I heard it's awesome. Yeah, don't get me wrong, I just watched it not that, a few months ago. Started watching some of it, but, yeah, this is, I don't know, just how much effort they put into that stuff these and days. Great cast. Overshadows. Great cast. Yeah. No doubt. My number one is another John Carpenter movie. Again, iconic. It's in my top 100 movies of all time. Just watched it two years ago on recommendation of Edgar Chaput. He was the came on as a guest. Might have been his first ever guest appearance on the podcast. It's the thing. Nice. It's an incredible horror movie. Have you seen it? No, I I put it on honorable mention just out of sheer like respect. Like respect, because <laughs> I've always heard it's amazing. It is the best, if not the best, one of the best practical effects, special effects, like with the monsters and stuff. Like, yeah, looks as good. Might be a little hyperbolic, but looks as good as anything you'll see. These days, yeah, um, it's it, it's just it's awesome. He's strand there. It's like a, stranded in an isolated location, and this thing <laughs> invades and and starts taking him out. And it's it makes you think. It's great action, great fun. It's yeah, I heard it's kind of like thrillery. Yeah, but it's just it's real. It's smart. It's. It's awesome. It's one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Nice. Yeah. Uh, definitely check it out if you haven't. Any honorable mentions? Yeah, it was The Thing and Forrest Gump. Gotcha. I had used cars, which we talked about the whole story. <laughs> with yeah. Uncle Mike <laughs> wanted to make it a spot <laughs> with Grandma. <laughs> Not appropriate. But oh, yeah. Pretty decent movie. And uh, Death Proof, which is probably Quentin Tarantino's worst or one of his worst movies but I still like it because nice. you can't make that bad of a movie um, it was part of that um, the thing he did with Robert Rodriguez where they did two like 80's grindhouse uh, movies yeah. or whatever I heard of it's I've just, heard of them I haven't seen them if, if you don't look at it as oh my god the next Quentin Tarantino film like it's it's decent it's pretty good, but it's just when you're expecting a Django or Inglorious or Pulp Fiction. It's like, I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I'd actually say Jackie Brown is my least favorite, but I do want to revisit that one because I haven't seen Jackie Brown since I've seen some of his best stuff. So oh, I feel okay. like it might have went over my head the yeah. first time I saw it. So, All right, let's get into the other main review of the episode. Uh, yeah. Brad Bird's Tomorrowland. Uh, starring George Clooney, uh, Tim McGraw. <laughs> <laughs> Tim McGraw. And what's this girl's name? Let me see. 
Uh, I guess she's not becoming an actress. Her name yeah, me too. Uh... It happens every episode. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to pride myself in my memory, but I think it's more of a photographic, <laughs> like visual, not words yeah. and names. I think she's Irish. Really? Oh, Britt Robertson is her name. Uh, Let's see what else she, she's been in. Oh, uh, are you talking about the older girl? Yeah. I was the main character? The, uh, the younger one. She was in Day in a Real Life, The Long Story. Okay. Yeah, I haven't really seen her in anything else. Oh, you mean like the android? Yeah. Raffi Cassidy. Yeah, Raffi. That's what. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So the movie is based off of the Disney World theme park attraction, but it's... Uh, how do you explain it? It's so, not literally based off of anything. No, but like, I mean, that's the inspiration. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. It's a Disney movie. They have a theme They tried to be have an original. Yeah, and I'll give them credit for that. Yeah. But I guess, so George Clooney is this kid who's like an inventor, a tinkerer as a kid, and he goes to this world fair in New York and meets up with this, I guess, a more famous older guy inventor and wants to show him his jetpack. Yeah. And he turns him down or whatever, but somehow this girl... Gives him a, a pin with tea on it, and he is on a ride. Uh, it's a small world ride. Yeah. And he goes through a trap door because he has this pin, and it takes him to Tomorrowland, which is like this futuristic world where everything is ideal and optimism reigns supreme, I guess. Yeah. And basically, he gets kicked out of Tomorrowland. And becomes a grumpy old curmudgeon. <laughs> so, Britt Robertson's character, uh, she gets arrested for breaking into a... It's a NASA launch pad. Launch pad that to, they're yeah. demolishing. I they're going to destroy it. Where Her dad works with NASA at this launch pad. And she's trying to save his job by not having them destroy it. So, she gets caught breaking into that. When she gets released from jail, she has the pin. When she touches it, she... Hit, it's like transported to Tomorrowland and... At least visually. Yeah. She keeps like running into things. <laughs> yeah, it's like when she's holding the pin, she sees Tomorrowland. When she lets go, it's back to the real world. But the whole time she's in the real world. Actually, yeah. I think it's actually a pretty interesting concept. Yeah, I thought but, it was cool. And I like how she was smart enough to take it off. And right. figure out where it was visually and just yeah. go there. Yeah, and... Basically, she wants to go see this place, for real. She yeah. wants to try to find it. And this android girl, uh, like... Which isn't apparent at first. Yeah, sorry. Well, it's not a... It's not really story, a but spoiler, but... It, it, I don't know. I guess it would it's be hard to talk the very about. beginning of yeah. the movie that they don't know. Yeah, but it would be hard to talk about if we didn't yeah. just say it. But, yeah, so the android girl finds her and takes her there and... It ends up being not what it seemed, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So, expectations going in. I Obviously, I picked this in the summer box office draft. I hate to keep bringing it up. No, I really, <laughs> would, I really do hate it. Uh, it was one of my picks. It bombed. It made negative whatever million. Uh, yeah. I had a hunch good. that it was going to do that, but... I still was looking forward to seeing it. I was absolutely. I uh, even with all the negative reviews, thought it was something I'd at least be interested in. 
Yeah, trailer looked good to me. I thought it was a nice original concept. I just went to Disney World this year. I liked <laughs> Tomorrowland. It was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I like George Clooney. It's just... He, Brad Bird's a great director. He made Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. He made The Incredibles. He made The Iron Giant. Like, he's wow. a great director. But the reviews were bad. He got 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um... Seems a tad low, but I can't argue yeah, too much. It's a little harsh. Yeah, but expectations probably coming into it because Brad Bird. Yeah, I think this movie took forever to make too. Yeah, I don't know if they actually were at least to get. I think it cost them was two hundred million dollars, which, I mean, the effects are amazing. Yeah, I was gonna say like uh, maybe the best you, special effects kind of to date. Maybe it's set been. I don't know if I go that far. Did you see Gravity in theaters? No, IMAX. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's definitely, like, you could tell the money was put into oh, yeah. into it. And oh, yeah, actually, I'm not trying to put it on top, like, a very specific, yeah, yeah, I yeah. just mean in a general class. Yeah, like, there is a sense of wonder when they're going through Tomorrowland, and yeah. I actually wish there was more of it. But I, I kind of understand why there wasn't from a budget perspective, but yeah. I would have loved to have been more in Tomorrowland. It's actually a movie, even though, I'll say, I didn't love it, I didn't like it that, that much. I, I did enjoy it to an extent, but yeah. I would have liked to seen it in theaters for the effects. Any, yeah, least, I, was, I was thinking by the same themselves. thing. And I like the style that they went with. It's sort of steampunky, but it's more like with future technology kind of overpowering the the old used. Yeah, book. it it seemed feasible for a futuristic yeah, sort of thing. Like, uh, Art Deco. Is what that style yeah. is from back then. It's like if that was continued into the future. That's sort of what it looks like. Yeah. Um, all right, well, George Clooney. I'll start with him. He, I like him. Always like him. Yeah. This is not one of my favorite performances of his. I thought he was pretty good, actually. Really? Yeah. Just to me, he I was... liked him not doing the Playboy, true, Travada, all that stuff. I just didn't buy it. I didn't buy him as this grumpy old guy. I can still see the smirk underneath, like, waiting to come out. Well, I mean, there are some parts that he kind of used that, like, uh, when he put the blindfold and ear things over, and then actually was, like, sort of honest for a second with the android. Yeah. Kind of had a little bit more of that, but... The scene, though, when the bad guys are, like, breaking into his house and stuff, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. One of the best action sequences in the film. Just the way that they're being clever with the traps, because he's an inventor kind of guy, so he's got his whole trap, like, booby-trapped. Yeah. His whole house, uh, and it's, yeah, pretty interesting, all the different ways that they, inventive ways that they use to dispose of these androids, or these, whatever's coming after them. Yeah. Uh, one of the parts of the story I didn't like was... The small parts where they kind of tried to do the alternate history type thing, like uh, the Eiffel Tower, and they were just saying like how Edison and Tesla oh, yeah. were all in on it and all yeah, the time. Like, yeah, I didn't care for any. They didn't of have to little... do that to still have it be a rocket ship or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. I just Some... thought they were kind of wasted. Yeah. But sometimes that works, like in the the Prestige. Yeah, I like, like the general with, concept. With the way that it had Tesla being involved in the magic or whatever. Yeah. That worked. That was cool. But it, it, yeah, I do agree with you that that, like, 
Eh, didn't need to be there. I actually like that whole concept. Like, I always just find tying it, it into actual history. In this, I think they should have just stayed strictly like science fantasy. Yes, it didn't play nah. very well. But I mean, it wasn't a big thing. But no, not really. But the, I just felt like the parts where they were trying to ground you in some way, shape, or form yeah. didn't work for it. Although I did overall enjoy this movie. Yeah, I did. Excuse me. I didn't, or at least it wasn't as bad as I expected it to be after seeing reviews. Yeah, fifteen percent around tomatoes. I didn't expect to actually. The first half, especially, I really liked. Yeah, I was invested from from the beginning. Like I liked all the stuff with her discovering the pin and yeah, it was and great. All that. Right? Yeah, and the end of the movie really bogs this one down. Yeah, that's the thing. The sec- and it and again, it's long. It's like two hours and ten minutes. Does not have to be if you feel it. Like I'd everyone say, tries to be an epic these days. Yeah, the first hour, I'm like, I'm in it, and then it's like, as they actually get to Tomorrowland, and for some reason, it seems like the closer they got to like the climax of the movie, the less action there was. Yeah, and then the action that they did have at the end was like pretty lackluster. Like maybe they ran out of money, or yeah, I don't know. Just finish this. Thing. Yeah. That's what it seemed like. It felt like that. And, uh, yeah, that was disappointing, but, but I did like the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the message was a bit pretentious. On the nose? On the nose. Yeah. Cynicism is bad. Yeah. Optimism is the only way. Uh, originality, you know. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I didn't disagree necessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. on the environment thing and how we, see all these signs and ignore them like I don't mind the message but just how they did it was it's hammer meat now yeah right on the head yeah it's it's tricky sometimes it can be so subtle that you don't even notice it was kind of Elysium-ish in that respect right yes oh my god Elysium don't remember I didn't I kind of liked it maybe <laughs> I'd look at that maybe like a comic booky type thing yeah but I feel you on that but anyway, um, let's see. yeah, this is another chosen one, young adult narrative where it's like our main character Your just so happens to be the one with the special Star thing Wars. that can actually, yeah. Which, <laughs> I mean, there's a reason it's a go-to for these kind of movies because first of all, you're watching a movie. Of course, you want to actually watch the special person, you know, their story. Yeah. But it, it's just especially with like Hunger Games. Um, What's the other one? Series with Shailene Woodley. Fucking... The Twilight? Well, Twilight, I guess, is one. I'm thinking... It's the whole series. Divergent. Oh. And even the Maze Runner. All that. Yeah. You know? It's just a trope in the young adult movies. Makes sense, but... It gets old after a while, because it's always the same... Yeah. Kind of... She doesn't think she's special. Oh, someone tells her special, but she still doesn't believe it. Oh, okay. You know, it's yeah. the same kind of path for all this stuff. It's sort of um, like video games like I see it in Princess. Yeah. Zelda. Yeah. That's what every Zelda's about. <laughs> um, clever, solid action. It's a little preachy. Yeah. With its message. It meanders a bit, especially in the middle of the second half. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's where uh, I like the story and the ride. And you knew the destination, but I wasn't sure which direction I was going. Yeah. At times. Yeah. I love the reveal that the thing that she's seeing with the pin is just an advertisement. 
Yeah. That was pretty awesome. That was cool. There and was a little twist it. on that whole... Yeah. Like, and that would help... That would definitely get me to want to go to Tomorrowland. Like, hell yeah. That's like wearing an Optimus Rift or whatever. <laughs> you know? I yeah. guess that's like a virtual reality kind of thing. Um, doesn't live up to its promise. No. And, uh, the way it established itself. How about the relationship with between her and her dad, played by Tim McGraw? It was okay. Tim McGraw was alright. Yeah, I mean, you didn't take away from the movie whatsoever. I but. thought their relationship, though, like... I did like that it, she didn't have a strained relationship with her dad. Like, she's actually yeah. on pretty good terms. Yeah. Like, and they even allude to that with, like, one moment, like, oh, let me guess, your dad, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my dad's great, actually. <laughs> like, <I'm really> <laughs> yeah. So I like that, but at the same time, the whole between her and her brother and her dad, it felt a little sitcom-y a little bit. Yeah. It sort of looked placed into the movie, almost like they had to go back and be like, okay, we need to yeah. make this person seem normal or where well, I don't know. And whatever. I feel like it's almost retroactive criticism because I feel like if the movie would have ended stronger, I wouldn't have minded that. It wouldn't, yeah, yeah, but for some reason, I don't know. When a movie goes off the rails, you kind of be like, oh, yeah, and this, too. Oh, and that. Yeah. No, okay. nothing really worked. <laughs> <laughs> Just pile on. Um, how about the scene when she goes to the toy store? Yeah. And there's this a, action sequence where... Uh, it's nice advertising. <laughs> with What was the store? Uh, it's an actual store, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah. With, like, uh, the it gadgets. Was retro. And, yeah, retro or, something. Retreat something like that. Yeah, Online. Catherine that, and you know. Catherine and Holland and one of Key and Peele. Sorry, I don't know. I don't watch the show, so I don't know yeah. the difference which one's Key, which one's Peele. But uh, they play the the first time you see these androids, and it's actually pretty. It's one of the funny sequences in the movie. Yeah, it has some humor. Uh, but all I saw the whole time was Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Oh yeah, <laughs> true. Good point. But a fun little action sequence in that store, especially when the little girl comes and saves her. Yeah. She's a pretty cool character, actually. Yeah, she was, uh, I thought her performance was great. Yeah. She definitely came across as an android. Yeah. <laughs> no emotion. Well, I just, I thought her acting was solid, or at least for her age, you know? Yeah. She was pretty, uh, I don't know, she just threw the glue. A little bit for the characters, even though it didn't quite Yeah, work out, some connective tissue between yeah. uh, Clooney and Robertson. What about uh, House as as the bad guy? <laughs> What's his real name? <laughs> Hugh Laurie. Yeah, uh, well, I guess that's kind of natural, kind of being a jerk. Yeah, i never yeah. seen House, but he seemed like such a cool character. Yeah. <laughs> and he seemed fitting for to be a villain, but yeah. wasted, I felt like. Yeah, definitely wasted in the end. I don't know. I don't know, it was, I guess he is the villain, but... Yeah, but... Yeah. I don't know, I just would have expected a way cooler performance and use of him. Yeah, they didn't use the acting in the room, I don't know. It's just an oddly put together movie. Yeah, it is. In that sense. It just couldn't kind of decide what it wanted to be. And it wasn't like between two things, sort of, between a few. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there was one more thing I wanted to say. I'm trying to buy time so I can remember. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this was... A, I thought it was a decent movie. It's not one that I'd say... I don't yeah. know if I'd recommend it, but... 
if you have like a eight year old, yeah, I think I, they I would like regret it. watching this movie. But no, definitely the better of the two that we're yeah. reviewing. Today. I actually enjoyed as much as I'm kind of weird about it. I enjoyed watching this. Yeah, movie. yeah. It's like, like I said, I was definitely like I definitely think it's better than Divergent. Uh, not as good as Hunger Games. Yeah. Probably somewhere in the middle there. Better than the Maze Runner. It's better than your average young adult, you know, yeah. adventure film. Jupiter Sending. Yeah, definitely better than that. <laughs> but uh, it's just so much, there was so much potential there and it just felt wasted. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I really wanted to like this movie more. Yeah. It's like because they tease you so much with Tomorrowland in the beginning. Yeah. And then when you don't actually, like the whole movie, you're, you're like, okay, I can't wait till we actually get there and we can see like all the crazy shit that's going on there. But then it does not live up to that whatsoever. Yeah, I almost wish the movie was just more about Tomorrowland. Like, maybe they'll keep the franchise but not necessarily continue it the way it is. Yeah. Because that would be cool. Just maybe a movie about the future. But I don't think they will because this movie lost them millions. <laughs> yeah, but the name's kind of bigger than what the movie is. True. So... Disney also made John Carter, which lost them a boatload of money. Yeah. Which I actually liked that movie quite a bit. Did you? Yeah. It was way better than I expected. I saw it like three years after it came out. See, I never like even had heard about the whole John Carter thing, but apparently it's pretty popular something before it's like that. The, it's the basis for... It's basically... I think it's what Star Wars was... Based off of, like, I don't know if that's really? right, but it's like I one of the. It was like a prior series or comic was, or book. It was a book, I think. Like it's like from the 40s, I want to say. And uh, it's basically okay. the basis for the whole sci fi adventure kind of kind of deal. Yeah, I heard it. For, it's It was rare. The thing people kept saying was, like, yeah, this book set all these tropes, like, originated all of them, but all these movies have done it over and over again and done it better. Yeah. So then when you go back to make this movie, you know, it kind of just comes across as mimicking when really it's the originator. Oh, uh, so. I got you. But I, I, I thought it was good. Anyway, that's way off topic. <laughs> what would you give Tomorrowland? Um, I'd give it a six. I don't know. I'll say a heavy six. I was going to say heavy six, light six and a half. Yeah, that's for exactly me. where I'm at. I enjoyed my time with it. Yeah, I, I liked the movie. I I enjoyed it, but it wasn't a great movie. Yeah, I would agree with that. What else did you watch this week? I went and saw Bridge of Spies. Sweet. Uh, Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks. Yeah. Nice combination there. It's, yeah, uh, reviews, I'm, I'm trying to think what we say. It was like 93%. Oh, yeah. I mean... It's a Cold War spy espionage thriller courtroom drama. Yeah, it's a, it's not so much thriller though. It's much it's sort of just a historical. I don't know. It's just like a slice of history. I don't know if it's like it could be based off a true story. I don't I think, think it's I think like it biopicy. I though. think it's based. Yeah. It doesn't seem like, and I could be wrong. It doesn't seem like it's to the news like exact. And everything though I think they kind of condense things for time you're wrong it's the most faithful I have, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea but I don't know it's uh, Tom Hanks is really good in it he's like an insurance lawyer and they want to give the 
the perception that they're going to give a good defense to this Russian spy that they call it. And he actually does try to, like, constitutionally give him good... He, he actually does kind of like the guy. And they're just not going to give him a fair trial. But he eventually convinces them to spare his life because he was like, they're going to capture one of our guys eventually. And sure enough, that night... Uh, <laughs> B two or I don't know whatever those uh, camera planes were get shot down and you're supposed to kill yourself essentially if you get hit with a uh, explosive timer on and something happened the the plane malfunctioned so he couldn't do it and he fell out and he got caught so then they picked Tom Hanks to go do the negotiation because they don't technically negotiate with each other <laughs> and then it's this is really the cooler part of the movie is the second half because he has to go to um, East Germany and it's right when the wall is that when it really out. becomes more of a spy movie yeah absolutely it's kind of it's kind of long too like half hour 45 minutes the first trial and all and then I heard people that I heard both ways but I did hear people say they liked the first half better I guess yeah, it's just so different, different right movies. yeah if you like the one, <laughs> yeah. this kind of movie better, you would like the beginning if you like this. Yeah. But it's cool. It's just sort of a... It gets caught between dealing with the U.S. government, the Soviets, and then the East Germans that want to be there in republics. So they got to, like, basically throw a wrench in everything. And I don't know. It pays off. It's not... Uh, it's a good movie? It's not fantastic but it is above average and I, I keep really hearing B it. to B minus everyone keeps saying B B minus yeah I would say uh, my rough score would be about a seven and a half I would like to see the movie again yeah I'm sure we'll review it when it hits a uh, uh, red box yeah better or worse than Lincoln I haven't seen it really yeah, yeah don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> better or worse than trying to think of recent Spielberg uh, War Horse I haven't seen that either. Definitely don't see that. Really? Oh my I God. thought that looked too good. It's kind of be. terrible. Definitely. Maybe his worst. Came out on like Christmas or something. Yeah. yeah. It was nominated for Best Picture. One of the That's biggest the reason I atrocities I've ever heard of. Jeez. What's uh, better or worse than Close Encounters of the Third Kind? <laughs> it's kind of old Spielberg a little bit. Not yeah. quite perfect. but Spielberg recently hasn't had much good stuff. This is a... It was a better movie than I thought it would be. Yeah. yeah. I think I was looking it up recently. The last, like, Spielberg movie that I loved was Catch Me If You Can with Tom Hanks wow. and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. But he did Tin Tin. He hasn't done a whole lot recently. He did the latest Indiana Jones, which was terrible. Yeah. I even, I really wanted to like that, too. Like oh, but. The whole nuking the fridge. Yeah. <sighs> Terrible. It's between that and War Horse. And the Horse aliens, Horse. really. I mean, yeah. It was a little too... If they would have done aliens and done it kind of mysteriously, but it was a little bit too much. Ants, like killer ants. Oh, that whole movie. Kate Blanchett's character, the, the terrible German accent. Yeah. It's not good. I love any energies, too. Love the original ones. Really? I've always thought they were overrated. Yeah, that's my shit, though. <laughs> Actually, I might like them a little bit more than Star Wars, but I don't... Damn. But Star Wars is different. It's such a bigger thing than Indiana Jones. But See, in terms of just my personal enjoyment, I do. 
I've never been into like the epics, like Gladiator, the Sand epics, like yeah. So that's probably it's on me. I know they're well made. I like Raiders of the Lost Ark, the first one. I don't know. I don't feel like Indiana Jones necessarily an epic. Like Lord of the Rings. Maybe the last one's a little bit like that, but they're just kind of adventure-y movies. It's usually like an adventure for the first 30 minutes or so, and then you get to the main story, and then whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Star Wars. I just, more like the locations and the culture, and not that it's like accurately represented, but just being there. Yeah. Being in India and the one, and. So cool. Bridge of Spies <laughs> Tangent Town USA <laughs> Alright I watched a movie The Wolf Pack From Lionsgate Studios uh, Documentary Got a lot of notices um, Earlier this year I think it was at Sundance I know it was at Definitely some of the earlier Season Film festivals About oh, Excuse me yeah, like I said, I'd heard about it on IGN, just them going through. Yeah, it's like this group of kids who, their dad is an alcoholic, their mom was a hippie, and they just never let them out of the house, like their whole lives. They're just cooped up in this small New York apartment, and they get out to see the city, like on average, two times a year. And so what they do with their time is they just watch movies. They're just obsessed with movies. They have their whole top 20 movies of all time written down. And, <laughs> and they reenact these movies and film it. Like, they memorize the script, like, the scripts or the lines from the movie just from watching it so many times. And it's just a really interesting case study. Like, yeah. super interesting uh, people. The problem is that the documentary itself... I feel like it doesn't know which way it really wants to go down. Like it's skims shallow across all the all the stuff. Yeah. It never. I wish it would dive deeper. Either dive deep into the whole film loving and the whole stuff they do with that, or, or dive into the crazy fucked up like situation. Like why yeah. is this this case? Like what's up with the dad? Is that? I mean, they touch on it a little bit. Like it's definitely interesting, but you'd really want to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. They only barely scratched the surface and that was disappointing but I would definitely say if it sounds interesting it is so yeah I'm excited it's worth a worth a shot worth a look I give it a six and a half out of ten in documentaries there's documentaries that the topic is so good that it doesn't matter if it's poorly made I don't think this is exactly poorly made but it's definitely like the the topic is the most interesting thing, so you're there to see it. Yeah, there's doesn't, definitely different grades. Doesn't do about. anything to really take it to the next level. Gotcha. Also watched Incendies, which is uh, directed by Dennis Villanueva or Villeneuve, who oh. directed Sicario and did Enemy and Prisoners. Like I said, when we were talking about Sicario coming out, like I'm psyched to see that. He's definitely one of my favorite. I keep saying definitely way too much. Definitely. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> no, I'm trying not to. <laughs> he's uh, one of my up-and-coming guys. and He's not super young or anything, but he, he's one of my favorite directors that I've only seen like two or three movies from. So I was just trying to go back, and Incendies was 
I think it was nominated for Best Foreign Language Picture at the Oscars when it came out, I want to say 2010-ish. Um, so before I saw Sicario, I'd say, let me get check out this movie that he did that got good acclaim. It's about these siblings, a brother and sister. They might even be twins, but I'm not sure about that. They're definitely <laughs> close. Like Their mom has died, and they're at the lawyer's office for the will, I guess. And they each get a letter that says, like, go find, you had another brother. Go find him, give him this letter, and he'll tell you about who your father is or something along these lines. And they, the son is like, this is bullshit. We know she was crazy. There's no other brother. Like, screw this, whatever, blah, blah, just give me my money. And the daughter's more like, okay, I'll play this out, you know, and it's it's about her. It's almost like Godfather 2 in a way. Weird comparison, <laughs> but just as far as flashbacks, because it oh, shows okay. the daughter going on this hunt to get this information, find this brother, and meanwhile, they'll intersect the mother's, like, uh, story from when she was younger, and oh. basically showing what was happening and it all leads up to like the reveal like you find out from the mom's perspective and the daughter's perspective at the same time uh, in the okay. climax it's actually it's a really good movie um and eventually the the son gets back involved on the hunt with the daughter but crazy twist so is it like she finds out information about her whatever brother or father and then it shows the mother's perspective of, yeah and what happened yeah yeah it's really well made. Wouldn't expect any less from this guy, just from the stuff I've seen. It's yeah. very dark. Um, crazy twist. <laughs> twist to it. And towards the end, at the climax, it's like, damn. <laughs> but uh, well made. It's, it's really, I don't know. It's good. It's I didn't. I liked it better than Prisoners. Not as much as Enemy. Um, definitely worth worth checking out. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, I did it again. <laughs> yeah, I gave for it. <laughs> I gave it an eight out of ten. Nice. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah. It's on. Wait. Is it on Netflix? No. It's not on Netflix. It's and I got the disc. Sorry about that. <laughs> Anything else for you? TV no. or movies? Pretty uh dry on that aspect. <laughs> All right. You gotta stay on the wagon, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been. I don't know. I'm getting ready to play video games a lot more, so I've just been kind of messing around with it. Halo 5 soon, right? Yeah. First yeah. reviews come out? Uh, or not yet? They'll probably come out like Sunday. I saw first reviews for Assassin's Creed came out today. Yeah, we got pretty good reviews. Metacritic 79, I think. Damn. Yeah. That's cool. I'm, I might eventually get that game then. I'm not a huge fan of the Assassin's Creed, but I really like the Black Flag or the Pirate one. Yeah. So... It's always seems better in uh, theory yeah. than practice. And I wish they would just make them historical games and get rid of the stupid future thing. I personally yeah. don't like it. Every game that comes out, it's like, this is really good, but the present time stuff really takes away from the game. <laughs> Every one of them says that. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I recently started getting Metacritic tweets like direct sent directly sent to my phone like as a text message oh, okay. just to s 
I like seeing what the earlier reviews are for movies and stuff. Yeah. And they keep sending these video game Metacritic <laughs> stuff. So I know Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5 is getting savaged or ravaged. Yeah, yeah. they're saying it's one of the worst games ever. Made. Yeah. Unplayable or <laughs> I saw like this one RPG they had like an 80 some percent or 80. They don't do percents, but yeah. You know. So that's just interesting. Yeah. Staying up to. Staying up to date on my video games, even though I haven't played them in like <laughs> tons of years. I'm interested to see what Halo uh, Five is. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff out. Like uh, I think IGN did a playthrough, and they got like most of the. I don't know. I don't want to see any of it. Really? Yeah. I know the James. I'm usually kind of bad about that stuff, but yeah, I'm not doing it. don't spoil yourself. Yeah. The new James Bond first reviews came out. For I that. saw they came out. I hadn't read any. Yet. I think it's at seventy right now. It's different movies. I've noticed video games have a, tend to have a much higher score on average than yeah. movies. Probably because AAA uh, video game, you've got to make sure it's good to even release it. Yeah, um, and it's just I don't know. I don't. I think the scores are a little bit skewed, but. Just think about how unplayable a 2 is or something like yeah. that. It's got to be, like, fundamentally broken. I feel like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Metacritic is probably a little bit more reliable than Rotten Tomatoes, though, because to- Rotten Tomatoes is just pass or fail. Yeah. Is all their percentages, whereas Metacritic it actually gives a weighted scale. Yeah, I so, like that a lot better, because I noticed on my Xbox, like, when you go to rent movies, they use the Rotten Tomatoes, and there's so many times where there's a average or decent movie and one that got a bad right like the past fail yeah, thing yeah. it's like the at least for me for movie wise like my favorite movies always have like a high 80s low 90s like most people lo- love them but then there are people that hate them like yeah the best movies are ones that are going to elicit a strong reaction whether positive or negative yeah just hopefully you're on the positive side <laughs> of that whereas like something super safe could get a 99 or 100% just because people are like, yeah, that was passable. You know, yeah. just not a more lukewarm reaction. Yeah. But anyway, Spectre is at a 70 right now. Ha- hasn't been a ton of reviews, but that seems a little disappointing. For a bomb. Yeah. At least compared to Skyfall, which people love. Yeah. So. At the same time, I feel like people were kind of rough on Bond anymore it's they like always, these really high expectations yeah they set their expectations always high and they're when never, it's never great I mean fan, Casino uh, Royale and Skyfall yeah kind of exceptions but their the release is an event but not necessarily the movie yeah it's more like a Mission Impossible but higher class yeah <laughs> let's see I watched a little bit of TV Fargo season 2 premiered nice um, did you watch the first season at all? No, I heard it was good. Very, very good. Um, first season, yeah, I, I really enjoyed quite a bit. It's one of those shows that started slow. Not the actual show started slow, but my viewing habits started oh, okay. slow. Like, I was so far behind for so long until one day I was sick or something and just binged five yeah. or six in a row and then I was like dying for the next episode every week. Uh, yeah, loved the first season for the most part. And season two was getting, like, Metacritic's at 96. Wow. <laughs> Say it's the best show on te- of the year for television and blah, blah, blah. So I was psyched to watch it. And I think it's going to be a similar situation for me. Like, I haven't even finished the first episode yet. I'm, like, 
It's like an hour and ten minutes. I'm probably fifty minutes in. So I almost finished the first episode. It's very good. Yeah. It's just it's so well made that I don't want to just yeah, offhandedly watch it. When I'm going to watch it, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, I want to make sure I'm not on my phone or anything like that when I'm watching this because the filmmaking is incredible. Like, there's this whole shootout at a at a diner. It's incredible. Um, and it's a little bit methodical in its pace where it's actually building character in a more cinematic way and then TV is usually just plot, plot, plot. Yeah. So, again, it seems like the quality is right up there with the last season. The cast is awesome, as always. It has Kirsten Dunst, uh, Patrick Wilson, what's the guy from Cheers, Ted Danson, yeah. Kiri Culkin, the guy, from, uh, Todd from... Breaking Bad, also Landry on Friday Night Lights. It's a stellar cast, incredibly well made. I'm psyched to watch the season, but my, I feel like I'm going to be a little bit behind the whole way. Yeah, I got a couple shows in the back burner right now just because of that. Yeah. So. But between Fargo and The Leftovers right now, TV is, is doing good. It's a good season. Oh, that's that, uh, remember Jesse who used to work with? Yep. He was just telling me about, he's like, I'm hooked on this shit, Leftovers. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. This season especially. It's been... Really? Just, I liked last season, like I said on the last episode, but I just watched the third episode uh, this past week, and it's very strong. It's it's really growing into even better than nice. it was. So That's uh he actually told me because he sees our uh, updates on the show. Oh, really? So he was like, you, always, you guys always review stuff. You should watch The Leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's worth checking out. I like it a lot. Also watched the first episode of Mr. Robot. This I have was not a heard of this. Really? I think you would love it. I really think you should check it out. It's only huh. 10 episodes. It came on TBS, of all places. Very dark show. Um, it's Fight Club-esque with this computer hacker <laughs> who... Um, he, I'm trying to remember his name, but he's from Short Term 12 and some other things. But he's this computer hacker who's like on drugs and he's hacking people. Like it starts off with him hacking this this restaurant owner and he confronts him and he's like, I've been hacking on stuff. I know you got this XXX amount of uh, child pornography if you don't turn yourself in. Like, <laughs> jeez. And the guy's like, what? No, no fighting back and he's like well I kind of knew this was the reaction I get so I called the cops 15 minutes ago gets up and walks out the door the cops come in and arrest him like and he works for as a security like uh, try to prevent hacking for like yeah. so, uh, security measures for some company and there's this um, Christian Slater actually he meets him on this train and he kind of ropes him into the secret organization of hackers or called Mr. Robot and it's this whole thing about Evil Core E-Core is this company and he calls them Evil Core yeah and it's just I think it's just like this. I've only seen the first episode but I was like very intrigued it seems really cool it is it seems right up your alley um and it's very Fight Club-esque I keep hearing people say that and it does have that kind of vibe um apparently there's some twists and turns and is this a recent thing? Yeah, it just, came, just out. came out this year. Because I have heard that, like, I don't know, I didn't hear the name, but I heard, saw, like, something like this 
it's like Flight Club for Hacker or yeah. something like that. He's like an unreliable narrator, so you're seeing what he's saying, but like yeah. he's talking to you, but you don't know if what you're seeing is actually happening because it's just from his head and he's got these weird mental issues. And That's crazy. It's, it's a really cool show. I, I'm definitely... Ah, said it again. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to check out the rest of the season. I just don't know when I'm going to get around to it, but I'm most likely... I'm trying to avoid saying <laughs> I am going to do it at some point. So that's worth checking out. And the last thing I watched was uh, Amy Schumer had an HBO stand-up special out yeah, along this us. past weekend. She's awesome. I think she's hilarious. I loved this She's hit or miss for me. Really? I like her, but like, there's a lot of stuff she's done that I just didn't think I was that funny. It's, well, yeah. It's as far as her show, the Amy Schumer, Schumer show that was on Comedy Central, that yeah. for me was hit or miss. But her stand-up, always, I always seem to like it a lot. She's not my favorite, but she's definitely top tier. Yeah. I think she's very solid. There was a few times she had a few good moments where it was just <laughs> laughing pretty hard out loud. Uh, also, real quick, also, comedy, speaking of Comedy Central, Nathan, for you, season three started last week. Have you ever seen this show? No. It's hilarious. It's this guy, Nathan Fielder, who... He approaches businesses that are, like, in trouble or they need some new marketing strategies to stay in business. Yeah. He'll come up with the most ridiculously dumb, bizarre strategies that actually, sometimes they actually work. (laughs) But it's so funny. Like, he's best known, I think, for dumb Starbucks. He turned this one coffee place into dumb Starbucks where the logo was the same and they just called dumb Starbucks, <laughs> and they got away with it because of because <coughs> of parody law. Really? Yeah, they were on CNN like in real life when it was happening before they realized it was for the show. <laughs> and this one, it's um this small electronics store, and the owner it's like I can't compete with Best Buy with this whole uh, what's the thing they have where it's like we'll match any local. Uh, price yeah. I can't compete with this they're running me out of business and his whole thing is I know I got just the idea <laughs> if they have to match it we're going to have a one day sale your best TV for one dollar <laughs> <laughs> and but so then we'll go to Best Buy and say you got to match it and buy a bunch of TVs to restock your inventory for cheap and to deter people from actually <laughs> coming in and buying your TVs for a dollar we'll have a strict formal dress code so that, and then if they get past that, we'll build. They build us like wall with a door that's like two feet tall, and then past that, there's another door where, right in front of the TVs, is an alligator, like an actual alligator. So no one buys it. It's really it's good. It's good. Do they get away with it? They couldn't get uh, Best Buy to honor the deal. They're saying, nope, sorry, we're not going to honor this. So then his whole, the second half of the show turned into him, like, planning to sue Best Buy for not honoring <laughs> the thing. And every, it's really, it's so well done. That's funny. Sometimes there'll be, like, two or three different, like, skits or uh, yeah. businesses. And, but, like, this one sometimes is just, the whole episode is one and it <laughs> evolve the whole thing. He's the best. He's Comedy Central does good stuff. Yeah. Even I've heard a lot of stuff that I don't watch on there is actually pretty good. Like I used to watch the Jeselnik thing. Anthony Jeselnik had a show where he was just like super 
darkly harsh about everything. I love that show and it got cancelled. I don't know why. But anyway. Yeah, I just, I haven't actually watched TV in a long time. Besides just like sports or something like that. But I don't yeah. even have a cable oh. box in my room. Right Baseball playoffs have been pretty awesome this year. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> I'm not a baseball guy. Yeah. Alright. But, I mean, if there was a team that I was, like, more invested in, I was in it. Like the Orioles? Yeah. Or at least, like, even if the Yankees were in it, they were against them. Right, yeah. It's yeah. true. That's, that's how I am. Boston, even. That's how I am right now with Toronto. I hate them. Almost <laughs> as much as I hate the Red Sox and Yankees right now. Yeah, I mean, they're I don't so like them arrogant. they are a rival, but when's Toronto ever They're so again? fucking arrogant. <laughs> Jose Bautista is the worst. Uh, but watch, they're going to come back and win this series, but <laughs> whatever. Let's get into the news. Not much this week. Uh, as far as box office, Pan <laughs> was a bomb. Yeah. That's my pick. <laughs> I'm pretty good at picking these bombs. Boom. <laughs> Made fifteen million in its opening weekend, cost one hundred fifty-five million. I oh, think one of these days we'll chip away and pay that one off. <laughs> yeah, well, let's do let's do a waiver on that. What's it, what's it? a write-off? We'll, yeah, we'll call right that on. a write-off. The walk expanded uh, and only made four million dollars, so that's not that's as good as good. they expected. Uh, and then this past weekend, Bridge of Spies. Disappointed with fifteen and a half million opening weekend. Damn. I would have expected much better from that. Yeah. I guess with the Martian still kicking ass, like yeah, that's, that's the true. one that's in that demo that's getting people to it's go. It's not a like sexy story. Yeah. And we've saw the, the preview, the trailer. To me it didn't look didn't really The trailer didn't do it too much justice. No. Yeah. It's probably better than the trailer made it look. Yeah. Uh Goosebumps came out. You excited for this? No. Oh, I love those books. Kind of, I, mean, I, I, I read them. Don't get me wrong. I but. wouldn't say I'm excited for the movie. I'm excited to take my daughter to the movie. You know, an excuse for me. I used to like the TV show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I went back and looked at something where they rated the show. It doesn't hold up. No, I watched a few episodes with my daughter on Netflix. It's on Netflix. So. Oh yeah. No, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's used to like I it can't believe good. I was so pumped about that show. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> twenty three and a half million it made. It was first place at the box office Jeez. last weekend. So, at least there's that. And Crimson Peak, the Guillermo del Toro horror movie starring Jessica Chastain yeah. and Tom Hiddleston, made thirteen million. Yeah. Uh, got decent reviews. I don't know. <laughs> He's a weird looking guy. Yeah. Looks yeah. like a stuffed teddy bear version of a person. <laughs> it's very fitting for a gothic horror movie. Yeah. Fits in. Alright. Um, Chris Rock is going to host the Oscars this year. Interesting. I think it's his second time. I think he hosted it in the 90s at some point. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. I like when they get comedians more than yeah, when they get absolutely. like actors and stuff. I just, so. Chris Rock is see the Oscars type people style. Yeah, I don't know. I'll be interested to see, you know. MTV Awards, I could see that. I didn't love Neil Patrick Harris last year as the host. Yeah. I did like Seth MacFarlane the year before that. I mean, he was hit or miss, but at least he was trying some edgy stuff. 
I don't think I've never watched the Oscars from start to finish. But really? I watch like I always after do. it comes out, I'll eventually start like looking up things. And, yeah, I think for the past ten years or so, I've watched it. Not always. I sometimes I'll fall asleep because it does run late. Yeah. A lot of times, but I'll even record it, which is kind of crazy. But uh, yeah, I love I I love and hate the Oscars. Like it's a ridiculous concept of. Yeah. Hollywood congratulating itself. They're not necessarily actually picking the best of the best. It's just a certain type. Yeah. But at the same time, I love it. <laughs> I love <laughs> yeah, awards. Yeah, you still want to see it win. I love competition and award ceremonies. Like, And it gives me an excuse to want to watch movies. And a lot of times, they're always good it movies. It is a good it's kind of barometer. Maybe not the best of the best for my taste, but they're yeah. always good. You know. All my favorite actors have never won. Leo. Basically. Oh. Johnny Depp. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's probably a lot that haven't won. Yeah. Since there's only. I just I feel like people these days get the Oscars. They just get hot. Like. Oh yeah. Be the beginning or like the end. It's of your all. Career. It's never when you're in stride. Like it's campaigning. It's not even you know. It's, yeah. The Weinstein's can throw this much money and and third parties and whatever. <laughs> yeah. Meryl Streep will be nominated for the thirty fifth time and. Yeah. But I think she's only won like two or three times. She's always there, though. Yeah, she could play like a voice, a supporting role, voice character in like a Pixar movie, and she'd be nominated. It doesn't matter what she does. Is what I'm trying to say. She's banging (laughs) everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Peyton Reed is in talks to return for the Ant-Man sequel which will be called Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, I thought he did a pretty good job with the with the first one uh, which I enjoyed and he did that on short turnaround from uh, Edgar Wright uh, his oh, okay. actually script and his job he took over for like halfway through production or pre-production so Jeez. give him a chance to sit down and get the whole one out by himself might be right Nice. Uh, I still want to see Ant-Man. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun movie. And also in Marvel News, because what is life without some Marvel News? (laughs) The Hulk is going to officially appear in Thor 3, Ragnarok. Interesting. Which gets me way more excited for Thor maybe than I normally would be. Because the Hulk is awesome as a supporting character. Yeah. And I haven't really liked the Thor movies that much. So. Yeah. Could be interesting. Which one? I think I've seen the first one. Yeah. I, I think the first one was the better of the two, wasn't it? I would say the second one was slightly better, but I gave one a six and one a six and a half. So mm. it's not exactly the yeah. best praise. <laughs> and then we'll go to prejudgment day. A few trailers. The big one that everybody's talking about is the leisure class. This is a comedy <laughs> on, <laughs> on HBO from the. The winner of Project Greenlight, the whole behind-the-scenes documentary reality show that they're uh, producing currently for that, which I'm watching. He's making this movie. I'm watching him make the movie, and then after the season finale, they will show the actual movie. (laughs) It's kind of cool. It's like a comedy about a guy who's getting married into this rich family, and then his brother shows up unexpectedly, and he's just like a ridiculous character who's shitting on cars and causing all kinds of trouble. Yeah. 
and hilarity supposedly ensues. I haven't when I'm watching Project Greenlight and they're shooting scenes and they're showing clips and all and the people behind the scenes are laughing. I'm like, this isn't funny to me, but maybe it will be an actual movie. Um, The trailer still didn't sell me completely. I laughed. I chuckled a couple of times, but yeah, I don't know. I'm still skeptical, but I'll watch it because it's on HBO. It's free or not free. I'm paying for it, but it's (laughs) it's easy. And it's I gotta see this through. I'm gonna finish the season, so I might as well watch the movie that came out of it. Yeah, if, if I was watching Project Greenlight, I'd probably be invested in watching it. But just from the trailer, I don't really have much of a urge. Yeah, to I could. Yeah, if you're not watching the show and you saw this trailer, it's not gonna be like, yeah, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully, it surprises. The guy seems like he, a decent filmmaker, even though he's kind of a a prick. He's a, his first full feature length uh, film that he's getting paid for he's yeah. pretty entitled for someone that's you know I don't know <laughs> it doesn't look like it's bad but it just doesn't look like your cup I'd of tea interested <laughs> yeah and I hear that about a lot that's what happened with Boondock Saints really that guy was just so crazy and thought he was like amazing <laughs> if you go back that movie's not as good as we thought it was yeah, but I guess that was around the time that independent movies were really just kind of. And the sequel was garbage. Did you I, watch I it? I hated the sequel. It wasn't a great movie, but I thought the story was better than I thought it would be. Really? Like at Make the like end, it really tied up a lot more than I expected. Right. But it's been. A lot. I went and saw it in movie theaters, actually. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Alright, we'll be serious and talk about the real big one. Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Yeah. Trailer number three, which premiered at halftime on Monday Night Football on ESPN, <laughs> of all places. And I actually saw it for the first time on Sports Center uh, Tuesday morning, which yeah, is so Disney weird. Does, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> ABC, the whole family. ABC family. Um, yeah. Which changed its name. Did it? Yeah, it's something weird. You have to look at it. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's a weird time to see the newest Star Wars trailers on ESPN at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> but the trailer is awesome. Oh my God, I want to see this movie. Yes. This is the third trailer in a row where I got chills when I'm watching it. Yeah. This one's actually got some story elements in yeah. it too. It's and they, not just like a teaser. They actually show Princess Leia. Uh, we saw Harrison Ford. Yeah, uh, in the last one, but more of him. Just Chew- speaking part. Chewbacca, what looks to be Luke Skywalker. You don't actually see or hear Luke, but you see the guy with the metal hand, which you assume is him. Yeah. But touching R2D2. Um, you see the, all the new characters a little bit more. I think the main characters are going to be the the girl and, and the black guy who looks like he was a former stormtrooper or something. Yeah. And then you actually hear the villain talk, Adam Driver, playing yeah. the, the guy in a mask. Seems like... did it When he's talking to the Darth Vader mask, did you get the sense of like he's family? Or do you think it was just like someone he looks up to and is like... No, I think it's just someone he looks up to or personally. Because from what I heard about his character is he's not even necessarily a, a Sith or a Jedi. No, really? They're like a kind of separate order. And from what I heard J.J. Abrams explain is, don't take it like literally, but he was like, it's sort of the story, like, 
if the Empire or the Nazis, what would happen if the Nazis kind of banded together afterwards? Right. And kind of... But, again, like, my brother like, got mad at me for saying that and, like, yelled at... Like, not mad at me, but was just like, that's not what it's about. And I was like, I'm not... I'm just saying it's a general concept. Like, Star Wars definitely has influences from all that. Yeah. It seems like... It's like... A small pocket that's developed over time. That yeah. It's almost like Darth Vader is like, I want to see, uh, like, I'm trying to think of a, like an example of what would be like now. Like, like uh, just this pocket of like MRA people, men's rights activists. Yeah. Activists and just say like some terrible human being from the past is their role model. And so they want to bring it back. Yeah, that's a bad example, but it's kind of from what I understand about him is I think they said he multiple relics. He tries to find relics of Darth Vader, and that's kind of they use this in Indiana Jones with the Nazis tried to get like the spear that punctured Jesus and all these anything iconic to kind of control people or something, yeah. or not to control people, but to just give them. I don't know, importance somehow. Yeah. It seems like, obviously, um, where we left off in Return of Jedi, yeah. the Rebels got rid of, for the most part, got rid of the Empire, and this is like them slowly making their way back. Yeah. This is like the Empire are the Rebels. Like, where in A New Hope, the Rebels were. That's the, where... Legitly, the Rebels, yeah. yeah. Yeah, now the Empire is like almost reversed. At least as far as power goes. Yeah. That's what it seems sure. like. Seems awesome. Like the action and special effects look incredible. I just love everything I've seen. Yeah. Just even the new droid. Just watching him move. Yeah. So it was cool. so awesome. Yeah. And they kind of cleared up a little bit about the uh, people were confused whether the um, uh, the guy who looks like he's a stormtrooper, yeah. whether he. Was John a rebel Brady. and went that way, or if he was a stormtrooper that became a rebel, and they kind of answered I've that. I've heard that actually stormtroopers are the good guys now. Really? Or I don't. I don't know. It's just something I think I heard. I could be totally wrong. I don't know any spoilers, so I don't know. I'm, I don't know all the lore, but I know all the stormtroopers at one point were supposed to be clones of the same guy. But I think they said after Return of the Jedi. It was kind of different, but I don't know how that applies to this. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just so excited to see it. I can't wait. I'll give it a nine and a half out of ten. Yeah, uh, nine point nine out of ten. <laughs> Leisure class, real quick. I'd give five and a half out of ten. Yeah, six. six wow, you like it more than me? Hey, I'm so right. harsh on these other movies. Bump it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Next up, we have Joy, which we talked about the first trailer for, which didn't have much plot elements. And since this one seems like it's going to be a real awards contender, big movie, figured we talk about the second trailer, which did have a little bit of plot developments. Uh, this has um, Robert De Niro, Jennifer Lawrence, Bradley Cooper. You know, it's directed by what David are Russell. New, uh, Seth Rogen. <laughs> what you call it? What's that? Uh... Damn, why can't it James Franco? James Franco, yeah. It's like how there's two doing this yeah. together all the time. Yeah, same director too. <laughs> as like American Hustle and um, Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah. But it basically just seems like an epic family drama. 
with uh, Jennifer Lawrence at the middle of it. It's her growing up with Robert De Niro, and I guess learning to become her own woman. Yeah, it looked uh, to me. It looks awesome. It actually looks really good to me. It looks okay to me. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to argue with it's probably a good performance and probably a good movie, but it just didn't. It didn't grab my attention where I was like, I need to watch this movie. I'll eventually see it for sure. There's not like a hook to it necessarily. Yeah. It just seems. I mean, David Russell movies are always well made, well acted. He always gets his actors like nominations. I think he has a record of some sorts where the most nominations in the past two or three years. Oh, really? Uh, for actors in his movies, but I don't know something about it. I think I'm gonna really, really like it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I love Lion, which I didn't feel that way. Like, I was like, it might be a good movie, but I had no desire to go out and like. Watched it immediately. Yeah, a romantic comedy. I saw it and it was awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna give Joy eight and a half. Eight and a half. I'll give it a seven. Right. Just seems like when I'm like whenever I watch a foreign movie, foreign language movie, they do the family drama stuff so well because they don't have budgets for all these special effects movies. So they work with what they They got. work the craft to the best that they can. And this seems like a foreign language movie that's not in foreign language. It just seems like it's going to be just a really good epic family drama. So nice. that's why I think it'll be good. We'll see. Yeah. Next up is Jane Got a Gun. Jane, I got a gun. With uh, Natalie Portman. Uh, <laughs> maybe Jorah Mormont? No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't Jorah Mormont. For a second it looked like him. Uh, Joel Edgerton... And I feel like there was one more decent name there, but... Yeah, I can't remember. Just another in a long line of Westerns this year. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Slow West. The Homesman. The Revenant. The Hateful Eight. Um, even as far... Like, last year there was a couple. Yeah. Or... I'm trying to... Anyway. And the one at Bone Tomahawk with Kurt Russell that's coming <laughs> out. Like, all of a sudden, Westerns are back. Yeah. What'd you think of this one? Oh, um, story is like seems like uh, Natalie Portman is a wife of a criminal who twelve or thirteen bandits are after him to kill him. They maybe steal their daughter or their baby, and she's yeah. out for revenge. Seems like something yeah. like that. Um, the cast in general, I like westerns. Yeah, makes me hopeful that it's a good movie, but I'm not sold on it. Yeah, I don't know. I'll give it a shot when it comes out. Yeah, but for sure. Oh, I'll give it a shot. Jane got a gun. Uh, nice. <laughs> I meant that. But yeah, I don't know. It seems like a six and a half to me, if I've ever seen one. Yeah. Like, I want to see more movies with, like, you know, regular female protagonists. Like, I don't know. But, I don't know. This is just like a feeling that I get from the trailer, but it, I don't, I don't know how to put it, like... It almost seems... I don't know. I don't know is your... I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm having a hard time like describing yep. the way I feel about how the movie's going to be. Looked like perfectly fine, but something just wasn't there. Yeah, know? it's just... Uh, I don't know. Hopefully it's just a great movie. Because <laughs> yeah. I like uh, Joel Edgerton. And we like great movies. And, yeah. Yeah, you you said Joel Edgerton was awesome in Black Mass, right? Yeah. Yeah, He's pretty good. He's underrated. Yeah, for sure. for sure. I never think of him when I'm thinking of 
I love him. They're great. My guys favorite actors, too. but he's pretty good always. Like he's always solid supporting guy. Yeah. Now, what would you give it prematurely? Um, I'd give it a seven, late seven and a half. Alright. Yes. I, I want to like it, but I'm not sure about it. Cool. Last but not... Yeah, last but not least. <laughs> Master of None, a new comedy series coming to Netflix um, early November, I believe. It's Aziz Ansari starring, and I believe he's the creative force behind it. I'd imagine. Um, yeah, <laughs> seems very self-referential for him. It just seems like uh, like a like the Jerry Seinfeld to Seinfeld version of him. Yeah, right? like based off of himself, but probably you know obviously exaggerated or you know the yeah. changes. Just giving to, like a twist to the story to help the people involved or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I thought it looked pretty funny. I thought it looked good. As long as they stick with his kind of humor, don't make him do, like, other stuff. Well, I think that's the good thing about Netflix. They let the creators just do it. Yeah. So, if it's half an hour episodes, I'm going to binge it. Because (laughs) that should go down easy. I like him, too. I think he's funny. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, he's got a certain kind of comedy. I don't, I I like his stand-up. I don't think it's the best. I prefer him in more of a... Back yeah, acting or, or yeah, improv type of deal. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> but I know this is one that my wife and I will probably watch together. So we're thinking about starting a podcast separate, me and my wife, where we talk mainly about TV or a movie or two if we watch them together. So this could coincide with the one, maybe our first episode. I'm still trying to talk her into starting. I think <laughs> once I can get her to do one. She'll like it, and it'll be easier to go from there, but... Yeah. Maybe this could be... That, that's how I felt about the whole thing. Yeah. I wanted to do it, but I was like, eh, yeah. yeah, we'll do it eventually. Yeah, yeah. that's... Uh, she keeps saying, we're too busy right now, we're too busy. Mm, we're not, but <laughs> it'll eventually happen, we'll see. Come so, a new computer near you. <laughs> yes. All right, let's see. In theaters, we've already talked about all the stuff that came out last weekend, so... A lot of movies are coming out tomorrow. Yeah. Paranormal Activity, The Ghost Dimension, another That's one of my so picks. Gee. The last of the series. Oh, okay. Um, Gem and the Holograms. Uh, <laughs> we watched the trailer for that. It didn't look great. No. Uh, this is the based off an of 80s or 90s cartoon about a girl who hits it big time. Big time. Abandons her band. Um... Rock the Casbah comes out in limited release. The Bill Murray... Yeah, I'd rather see this than that. <laughs> it's not getting good reviews. Yeah. But... Bill still, Murray. Still, Bill Murray, yeah. <laughs> Burnt with Bradley Cooper where he... It's a comedy where he's a chef. It's got like 44% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Really? Uh, the Last Witch Hunter with our man Vin Diesel. <laughs> Looks absolutely terrible. <laughs> but at the same time, like, so bad it's good almost. Oh, God. Uh, I feel that what, that's maybe what Furious 7 was going for yeah <laughs> Suffragette also about the struggle for women's voting rights uh, with Carrie Mulligan I think Meryl Streep has a cameo speaking of her, her figure <laughs> this is where she'll get her nomination and Steve Jobs expands to Nationwide 
Cool. It was in limited release, and now it will not be. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, I'm not in a rush to see it, but it looks pretty good. Well, I'm not in a rush to see anything. I don't see anything in theaters anymore, unless it's a kid's movie. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, it's definitely one on my list to see. And on Redbox, next week... Well, we won't be reviewing the main, our main movie we're talking about next week. It will not be from... Redbox will actually be from Netflix. We'll be reviewing Beast of No Nation. Yeah. Which is, I'm really looking forward to. Because yeah, I've already too. watched it. And it should be a very interesting discussion. I love that a big release, at least as far as awards consideration and just anticipation, that normally I'd have to wait three months to hear everyone talk about yep. hitting theaters and then waiting for it to come out. It's just Netflix, boom, right away. Love that. It's the future, baby. And I think... A little spoiler for my thoughts, at least on the release strategy, loved it. I can't wait for Netflix to do this more often. Nice. Especially if they keep the quality up. Like, I just, it worked out beautiful to me. Nice. Yeah. I'm excited now. <laughs> um, also, we'll be reviewing Z for Zachariah, which comes out for Redbox as well. And movies we are not reviewing that will be coming out on Redbox are Pitch Perfect 2. Which we would have been reviewing if it wasn't for Beasts in Their Nation. So, I did like the first one, but no interest in seeing a second <laughs> one, really. Unless it's on HBO or something. Uh, Testament of Youth, as well as The Vatican Tapes, which is a horror movie. So, that'll about do it for us. Come back next week, because I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. So, if you want to give us your thoughts, your comments, your questions, your money, you can email us <laughs> at the Red Box Report. Yahoo.com. I'm personally alright, fine, I'll give my personal email address at the Oriole Report Yahoo.com. Don't usually do that, but it's not a big deal. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the Redbox Report. I'm on Twitter at the Oriole Report. I'm on Twitter at the RBR Joel. Like us on Facebook, subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. As well as subscribe to our Reddit page, reddit.com slash R slash the Redbox Report. And I'm on Letterboxd at the Oil Report. And uh, look out for Banner Airplane tomorrow. Just kidding. Do it. <laughs> Peace. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come along.